Welcome, everyone, to the Interactive Fiction Club podcast. I am your host, John, and with me is, of course, my beloved friend, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, John. How are you doing? Today, we're going to be talking about the XY... What? Oh, I'm I doing just great, kind of Nick. ignored. <laughs> okay, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to fine. Ignore. Oh, I don't... I'm just going to be here and be sad that my friend doesn't want to tell me how he is. I'm doing fantastic, Nick. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the XYZZY uh, 2021 Game of the Year, What Heart Heard of Ghost Guest, uh, written by Amanda Walker. Uh, this is a wonderful interact modern interactive fiction that we are going to be talking about. This was our pick for, uh, was it February? No, it was January. That was January's game. February is Gateway, <laughs> which we're so behind on everything already. So I like. Behind. I mean, this is very us. You, you get two like bags of cats thrown into water for brains interacting with each other, and it ends up it, magic happens, John, and that not much happens. <laughs> yeah, true words have never been said, Nick. Um, the game itself. Uh, the brief synopsis for this. Uh, as per the the interactive fiction database, it just simply says, Margaret, are you grieving over Golden Grove unleaving? Come home to Golden Grove, a beautiful house haunted by a lost soul. Uncover the secrets of your tormented past in a tale of unrequited love, jealousy, violence, betrayal, and vengeance. Mm-hmm. What Heart Heard of Ghost Guest is a puzzle-driven, parser-based gothic horror story with a unique command set. Nick what did you think about this game? Well, first I would like to say that uh, description has a lot of adjectives in it. It is quite intense. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was really good. I, I, I really liked how it... So typically when you're playing, especially like an old Zorkian-style game, you have all of the tools at your fingertips. Now, you're not, you might not be a master of them. You might not quite understand how to use the parser commands, but you theoretically know them. They are available to you. But something that was really cool about this game is that it it doesn't do that. You have to discover how you're meant to interact with the game, and then that has a narrative piece to it um, that was really powerful and impactful. I I enjoyed this game. It it was very novel and fun. Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, of course, uh, as the description kind of says, you play a ghost um, who awakens in the attic of your home. Yeah, we played a ghost the whole time, man. Oh, you didn't know this? Shit, we're dead. Oh man, you missed out then. You really didn't get it, did I you? I didn't understand anything. I thought it was happy. Um There's a bonfire at the end. Yeah, I know, right? It's beautiful. So there is Rips a some so the thing about this game is that there is a uh there is a lack of traditional commands in the parser. Um now it is a traditional text parser game. You type your commands, but look at is normal, but git is not. How you move and interact with the world is actually purely done by emotions. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of its its novelty. Yeah. And it's something that oh, I really appreciated because, one, we were we have been playing a lot of Infocom games and really old school stuff. And this is mm-hmm. one of the, the few modern parser-based interactive fictions that we've gotten to play. Our experience in that realm is pretty limited. Um, and so it was quite refreshing to play a game that really plays with the parser, but in an intuitive way, so that mm-hmm. it makes it something that we can actually uh, uh, we can parse 
effectively yeah. and be able to actually engage in the puzzles in fun and great ways. Uh, it's relatively a short game. We only beat it. It took us like a, only a couple hours, like two hours or so to beat the game. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily hard, but uh, it wasn't to say that the puzzles weren't interesting and engaging. They, they did a lot of fun stuff that made you like we love to say uh, about a lot of like some of the Zork, like Zork 2. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it did a lot of things that made you feel smart. I agree with all of that. And, and one of the things I want to emphasize in this moment is also how the mechanics of the game, how the mechanics of the game emphasize the narrative of it and your narrative experience of the game. Where if I were playing like a 3D game and I'm a ghost, how do you limit one's agency? How do you make them feel as if they... Um, are limited by they're no longer having a corporeal form. We literally don't know how to manipulate things. Our, our interactions with things aren't the way that we would were typically accustomed to, having played these sorts of games before. And all of that sort of enhanced the experience. Is that like you not only feel clever because you're solving the puzzles and you're going through that. You you feel like the person. You feel frustrated. You feel. Um, curious about yourself in a way that you know that I found very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a great point about it, right? Um, this is a game that it can only exclusively be played via text. You know, this is not a game that could translate into 3D. You you talk about like, oh, how would a ghost do the things that it does in three dimensional space with a controller? And it's like uh, a game controller really. Uh, mimics the uh only really mimics the uh the movement and like the behaviors of the human body and these sorts of things right it 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 emulates action mm-hmm. but what a text parser does that's so exclusive is that it can emulate a variety of other more uh, ephemeral qualities whereas like in here a lot of your commands are related to emotions and memories that you unlock as you discover things in this world. And by using those to interact with the environment, that's not something that you can really do that translates into a button press. So uh, what will happen typically is then you press X and uh, it will, you know, then you can be angry or light something on fire but that doesn't convey the proper uh, emotional impact of what is really happening to you as that that ghost mm-hmm. that's what's interesting Let, let's just break this down right the game won the mm-hmm. 2021 xyzzy award for game of the year yes. um that's that's you know reserved for interactive fiction and do you feel that i mean we haven't played it of any of the other uh of the nominees in that realm, but how do you feel that that would rank? Do you consider this to be a very, very good, if not great interactive fiction? I mean, I, I, I think it's excellent. If anything, um, one of the things that I think it does very well, um, is that it knows exactly how long it's stick can sort of last for. Yes. <laughs> like It does not, you don't end up finding all the tools and then there's three hours worth of game after that. It is, yeah. it, know the narrative beats of it and the revelations that it gives you and the puzzles that it gives you are all very well timed the the at no point does the sense of novelty and the the revelatory spin that it's giving to you uh, at no point do those things 
sort of overstay their welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You 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 play it for exactly as long as it needs to be played, and then you're done. And we've played games where that is not the case. Zork three, mm-hmm. where every moment towards the end is like, uh-huh. okay, so the game is finally over. We've done it. And oh then wait, no, it, no, 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 no. There's one more puzzle. There's another puzzle. There's another puzzle. And it's like, no, you've done it. We're finished. You've done something. You did something clever. We're done. Okay, no, you're trying to do something though. else that's yeah. clever. Okay, maybe I'll entertain that. Uh, we did something that's clever. We're done. Oh, we're not done. Why aren't we done, game? Uh, yeah. This this game, it, it gets you through the whole emotional arc of this person. It tells you... Uh, you know, their life story, you get to understand the circumstances of their death, and then it's done. And it wraps it up well. And then it wraps it up, and it, and it puts it a little bow, you get some catharsis. It's great. And what's what's great is, uh, and a problem that I think a lot of games have, just games in general, is just their pacing is such a problem. They may overstate their welcome dramatically, or they don't dive into the mechanics thoroughly enough and this is that perfect pace right everything that you learn the commands that you learn all make sense for the character you're playing you learn them and discover them all at the rate that would logically make sense based on your explorations and then just how everything progresses is exactly the way it's supposed to feel like you never Mm -hmm. at any point are like okay i uh, the 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 commands that you use are related to one or two puzzles, and mm-hmm. that's it. You know these emotions that you learn uh, earn, and so it's not like you're sitting there doing the same emotion over and over and over again to to open something or to turn something. You know, doing that constantly. No, mm-hmm. you only have to do that once or twice, and that's it. Yeah, in some cases they literally uh, over they literally just stop working. They're like, oh, we're not yes. doing that anymore. We're done. But they do make sense contextually as to why that's yeah, yeah. the case. And I think we'll dig into that in the spoiler zone. But yeah, I mean, would you recommend this game to somebody who is trying to get into interactive fiction? Or or is this something that you may also only think is reserved for uh, a veteran? Uh, I So, I yes, with a few caveats. Uh, the first being that it does cover issues of violence and child abuse. So yes. if that is something that you would find triggering, that is probably this is not the game for you. I would also yes. say that... Um, I'm I'm obviously not physically uh, disabled, but there are or um, have any other physical maladies of that sort. But there are themes here dealing with physical disfigurement and and other stuff that it, it is hard as an able-bodied person to know how that would be received. I I'm suspicious that it's a little complicated, given that the narrative th- I. Yeah, I'm not 100% positive on how well that's handled. Um, but other than that, I, I think it's really good. I, I think it deserves the award that it received. I think it deserves accolades. Um, yeah, and it, to anyone who doesn't have those issues or those potential reservations, I think they should play it. Excellent. I would. I agree wholeheartedly, Nick. Are you ready to jump into the spoiler zone? We're getting. We're going to go through this one quick because I, I think that. I think what happens is just that with like the uh, the old school text adventures, those are typically you know eight and ten and twelve mm-hmm. hour games for us. And interactive fiction, the more modern stuff, is pretty slim and streamlined, like two to four hours typically. Yeah, I have heard there about. are some like Hadian lands, Nick that are going to drive us 
insane in the best way possible. I, I look feel. forward to it. I, like I look forward crazy. to that as well. I can't wait to dig into that game someday. Um, so let's jump into the spoiler event, shall we? For those okay. who have never played this game and are interested in doing so, don't look now. If you're interested in joining us wait. on future uh, games John, of the month. Yes, this I, is a visual medium. What did I say? Look. <laughs> look. Don't look now. Don't look, look now. now. You said don't, don't look. look now. Don't listen now. Don't look. Feel free to listen as much as you'd like, but don't look. But don't look. <laughs> Close your eyes. It takes his shirt off. It's very, it's very mm, mm-hmm. spicy. Let's oh, just put yeah. it that way. Uh, we got the, the little ringlets of hair and, and sweat as like Indeed. my radiator cooks me. But on me. camera, of course, it looks like hamburger. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Um. So, anyways, don't sizzle, listen. Sizzle, sizzle, Take a just take a break. You might have wanted to stop listening right around when that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, began. That whole conversation, exactly. You know what? Go uh, back in time and stop listening entirely. Exactly. Just yeah. unsubscribe. Don't listen to us. We're ridiculous. Yeah. But if you're interested in joining us in future episodes and future games of the month, you're welcome to join us in the Interactive Fiction Club Discord, which will be linked into the description. Um. And I don't know, like, we're so behind. We've already gone through what February's game is, which is Gateway. We're recording this in March. And I haven't even announced what the March game is, which tells you just how much of my job I am not doing. Life has been hard, Nick. It's, it's, it's been a weird month for the both of us. Oh, to say the least. Oh, but yeah. if you're welcome to join us, the Discord information will be put in the description, show description, as well as show notes that lead you to what Heart Heard of Ghost Guest. If you have not played it, I highly recommend it. It is not a long game. It is not necessarily a difficult game, and they do offer hints and help that will help you through the process very well without spoiling things outright. We had to use one once. We used one hint. Now we go into the spoiler zone. Here we go, Nick. Spoilers! Boom. So, uh, Nick, this yes. game... It's, I mean, it starts you off as a ghost. You're in an attic, right? Uh-huh. And you have n- you have no sense of who you are in mm-hmm. this process, right? Yeah. And um, we we have no commands. We can't pick things up. We can look and examine things. And mm-hmm. that is effectively all that we can do in that yeah. moment. Because which, there's a door, and we can't seem to move through that door either. Yeah, which is um, very powerful sort of game design, where you, yeah. you put them in... You give limited options. You give... limited things that you can interact with so that you can get a sense of how the game mechanics work. Yeah. So the only thing you can do is look, that's it. Yeah. And there are, there are, uh, there are four things total in the, in the room, a window that you can look out of a chest that you can look at, but cannot open a mirror that gives you your very first command and a Mm -hmm. locket, uh, that gives you your second command. Uh, so, like, when you look at the mirror, you're, you as the ghost get this, this feeling of just fear. Mm-hmm. And it kind of really tells you, like, look, fear is a command, a verb that you use to interact with the world. And in this case, it breaks things. Yeah, it specifically re- yeah. glass. Yeah, glass and reflective mm-hmm. objects. Yeah, so Wh- which also is really like powerful from a narrative perspective because our character is disfigured physically. Yeah, but we don't know this yet. We don't this know point. this yet. But I think we sort of guessed it because that the fear is associated with in the, uh, a reflective surface. The thing that you use yeah. to look at yourself causes fear and dread. And yeah. that is something that 
was, especially when that was finally revealed, that was finally understood, the mechanics sort of lacing in with that narrative push and those realizations about what your life was like and the hell that you lived before your death was really powerful. It yeah. made the mechanics feel like it, it enhanced your experience of the game. It, it enhanced your immersion into the game, which was something that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a, a light bulb moment, right? As you learn these new commands, as you learn more about your character, Margaret, you uh, everything starts to contextualize and you start those light bulbs go off of, Oh, this is why things are behaving the way that they are. This yeah. is why you, these emotions are tied to these objects. This is why we behave the way that we behave. Yeah. Um, it's something really interesting to have a character interacting with the world through their emotions rather yeah. than through their actions. We're, we're used to folks running around with swords and guns and, and interacting with and manipulating the world in that way, killing enemies, committing violence. Um, not to say that we don't commit any violence in this game, yeah. but um, yeah. it, it is interesting how the, the choice was made that this person's power, this person's ability to um, impact the world that they live in is rooted in their emotions and their awareness of their emotions yeah. and being able to cope with those things and yes. to gain control over their own feelings is is something that's really interesting uh, to explore. Yeah, because also in this room, right, there's a locket. And as mm -hmm. you look at it, it excites you. Oh, yeah. You become excited about it. And as oh, you yeah. open it, uh, it's a uh, there's a lock of hair there. And oh, yeah. it's an image of a woman and a man uh, being married and you don't necessarily know who this is you, the the name in the locket says uh ava and you make mm -hmm. the kind of the assumption that that might be you uh because you're, yes. you're excited because it, it kind of shows that you were in love with the the man in that locket you're having that love and excitement for that and wanting to see that so it kind of uh, like it gives you this kind of weird assumption that that might be the case of course it's not but who but now because of that excitement you now have the ability to use excite as a way to open things and get access to new areas and of course then at that point you can open that door you could yeah. try to excite the trunk mm -hmm. but it says that you need to turn it yes. in order to uh open it and we don't have that ability yet yeah um, what's really interesting is how this sort of how this intersects with conversations we've had about the parser in the past where mm -hmm. parser directions are always very clear and they don't like they typically don't like vague words like to use because that sort of can confuse player intent L yeah. literally you it's so precise in its meaning like you can interact with things that are made of this material in this way and yes. no other way. <laughs> that and is no other way. You you can pull things that are made of this stuff, and that is all you can do. You can twist things. You can uh, on and on and on. Yeah. But I, I I found that really interesting. And what what's great about this game also is that uh, so once you once you get this command to be able to open things, right? That's your kind of your introduction. This is your tutorial and how to interact with stuff and how you learn new interactions through verbs. Um, and kind of encourages you, you need to look at everything that you can see to unlock memories and therefore get new emotions and therefore access new places and do new things. Um, the moment that we leave the the attic, 
uh, they, like it automatically is like there's there's talking downstairs. You hear murmuring, mm-hmm. and it doesn't let you downstairs because you're afraid of what the murmuring is. You're afraid of any of those of people and things. And there's only one other place that you can go to, which is like this this walk-in closet, um, where there is a belt and an urn. And the belt, when you look at it, it elicits hate. You, you hate the belt, and it unlocks this memory of your father beating you with the belt and mm-hmm. feeling shame for doing so, but feeling this compulsion to do so as well towards you because uh, it, it insinuates that you have been escaping the house. And he's, you know, his hands are tied. He has to hit you so that you learn your lesson. And that hate, it, it, it explains it as this feeling as if there is a, a, a sucking sound, uh, a sucking a feeling. Yeah, vacuum. And we were like, well, what does this mean? We, did, we tried to, like, suck the, the vase and things like this. But, it, of course, it's just like, no, you can't do that. You, you don't hate the 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 vase you have no emotions tied to it mm-hmm. so you can only really interact with things in a contextual way that makes sense for those emotions which is also really cool yeah um and in that moment that you you now learn this things the mermaid has moved on in the house and you can go downstairs where now you're greeted with a whole variety of doors the the place starts to open up and um there's a few places that you can go to that were like uh the your sister's bedroom and you know that your sister is Ava. You start to learn more about it. There's paintings that are on the wall that are signed mm-hmm. M and you're like, That's my signature. That's those are my paintings. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a, a library that you go to that teaches you to love because it has these toys, these tin soldiers that you used to find solace in, in retelling these stories uh, that the soldiers represented your guardians who would protect you from danger and that you were the princess. Like, uh, like, uh, what was that? What's the, 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 um, the story, the, uh, the ballet, there's a ballet that, uh, the nutcracker nutcracker. I think so mm-hmm. is what it was. Yeah. And, um, and because you are having these memories of these 10 soldiers, it, it introduces you the verb love, which allows you to enter metallic objects, but particularly metallic objects that you have an affinity to or an affection towards or something yeah. of this extent. And then we're like, well, how do you get out? You're, you're trapped inside of this metallic space. And of course, we have one other verb, which is hate. And that takes you the opposite side mm-hmm. of that, that spectrum. And and I think in that example, you saw very one of the things that's interesting about this game and just modern text-based adventure games and interactive fiction games mm-hmm. is this movement away from what the sort of gotcha you, you you're stuck you've missed something you've used something inappropriately and you're trying to figure out what the hell you did wrong mm-hmm. um, those sort of feel bad moments that were a big part of the experience of early text-based adventure games that is a lot of it is like not using things in an inappropriate moment because if you do you will lose and then on top of that managing your saves and understanding your saves and not having a lunatic friend who names things in weird ways um as a joke so that if you do screw up you can go back to the moment prior to the mistake there's none of that here Uh, everything is very well thought out and planned in such a way that you can't really get stuck and then there's a um, there are links to those things that 
you know, draw your attention to them. You, you love brings you in. You've just learned like a moment ago, hate and I'm like, aha, hate gets me out. That's, and that also makes you feel not dumb. Like that is, yeah. And it, and it won't let you downstairs to learn love before you learn hate. So that way you yeah. can't be trapped inside of something without that ability to, to escape. Yeah. And I think and it, that that's incredibly smart. And it also, on top of that, puts walls in your way that are that make sense in the narrative. Yes. Like you're afraid because you don't know what's down there because your experience of this house is practically new to you, even though you've lived yeah. in it your entire life. You mm-hmm. you don't you don't know what to expect down there, or you do know what to expect, or you and do, that... and you don't want to admit it. Yeah, yeah, because we know we know who's there. What yeah. those murmurs are. We as you progress, you know who these people are that you are trying to avoid. Yeah, so um, it's it's really smart how it the mechanics mesh with the the narrative, and how yeah. the mechanics reveal to you the narrative, and also gratify you and make you feel smart when in reality. It was really the only thing you could do. <laughs> like you exactly. were, there was no other options for you. You were gonna stumble onto the right solution eventually, anyway. Assuming yes. you didn't like put the game down, come back thirty years later, and go, "What the hell is happening? I'm in a tin soldier." Yeah, I'm in a tin. Exactly. And like, what what does this mean? I'm, I'm stuck. This is annoying. This is frustrating. So with his tools kind of in hand, you also like learn that like um you, you find a bedroom that's comfortable that belongs to your sister Ava, and she has these drawers, this uh uh drawers that you try to open by exciting, and it's like you can't open those that way. They need to be pulled. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, and I need to know a new verb that I don't know yet, but I And do that was find. also something we kept trying to uh love <laughs> Love the drawers, I think, to try yeah, to pull. Yeah, to try to pull, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, of course, so, like, okay, we need a new verb in this instance, We we but we know they're important and special. Um, and uh, so as you explore, you, like, find a bathroom, and there's a mirror there that you, of course, use fear to break the mirror in the bathroom that exposes a note that talks about a combination uh, mm-hmm. to get access to this room that's locked, has a, a lock combination to it. Um, and, of course, that is... Uh, the the answer to it is the rainbow, um, yeah. and which Nick is just a brilliant person for, because <laughs> every door in this house has uh, a color to them, a unique color to them, as well as a particular number of designs on them, and mm-hmm. that gives you like this is the first one to push. The red door is number one because it has one thing on it, and like uh, you know one seagull or something weird like this. And every door had different colors and numbers attached to them, so we knew yeah. exactly how we do it, but. When you go to the lock, we can't push the buttons. We are a ghost. We don't have that that ability yet. We don't have that that power. Um, but there's also a like a, a sitting room that you can go to that has a picture of a man, and when you look at it, you desire it, and it pulls it to you, and it smashes on the ground, mm-hmm. and it's of course of this person Ian, who you were deeply in love with, who seemed to always care about you and spend time with you and read you stories, and you know, and you would paint them and these sorts of things. Like you, you were big into mm-hmm. painting everything. You um, would take lovely yeah. little boat rides on the creek, playing the banjo. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> um, and how this person really cared for you. Yeah. Um, and that, of course, gives you the ability to pull things so that you're able to get into the drawers of your sister's stuff. Um, and there's a there's a box, a lock box there. And you're you're in like desperate. You want to get into this box. You can tell the ghost is really excited about wanting to get in there, but they can't, of course, do so. 
And uh, upstairs in that closet, there was that that pot. And I was immediately like, okay, well, I can pull that now. I want that. Because we could also tell that it would, it would there was something inside of it. Mm-hmm. When you excited it, it would you'd rattle hear the jingling around. of something rattling. And so by using desire, we pulled it off the shelf and broke and revealed a key. And we had a hard time. This was the puzzle that stuck, got us stuck big time. We were like, how do we get the key into the lock? We can't grab it. We can't manipulate it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we try to desire it in that room, it just flies through you and hits the wall. And we're like, okay, well, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does, but it, you know, like we don't know no. what to do from there. And so we did have to use a hint system. We struggled with this so hard. Um, and what we had to do was you go down to your sister's room and love the lock in the box. So you inhabit it and then desire that key because it tells you that desire has a strength from a long, great distance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as we desire that key, it pulls it into the lock. The, the game tried its damnedest to tell us what to do. And we just didn't listen. That was on us because I came in with the, the weird like, oh, okay, so love is going to have us go into something. Someone's going to pick it up and take it somewhere and put us into a place that we can't yeah. go. Like, we I kept thinking we would be a spy or, or something like that, and that's yes. what the function of love was. And I think it was because we were looking from – it kept saying that you would look from the perspective of the toy soldier. So immediately yeah. you and I are like, the use of love is to spy on things or to get yeah. past the voice – the voices downstairs yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And that was not could, the case. Yeah. In this 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 floor, we, we there are stairs that lead down that we couldn't go to because there's voices there and we're terrified of them. And um and so when we open up that box and unlock it, it reveals that there is a syringe with medication and mm-hmm. uh and a note that says to use three times the dosage because of their frail body that should be enough to take care of them. Um, and uh, we also had learned, there was also an, another note that we had found at the time that was uh, t- talking about like, oh, um, that she had left, that, that Margaret had left and to want to strike out on her own. We're worried about her and her safety, but we're sure that she's going to be fine. And we know that we are Margaret. We know that that's us. And that is, of course, not, true mm-hmm. and it's very clear that there is a murder afoot mm-hmm. um and it uh, also like namely yeah. yours namely ours yeah um and that like your sister had resented you she always had these feelings of um being held back because of your disfigurement yeah. and your, your predicament and stuff like this and so as you learn those things what was at that point we uh when we had the note is that what made us, um, like angry? I forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it gives you it anger was, at that so point. So the yeah, the syringe makes you angry because the syringe makes you angry, and it pushes the syringe. Mm-hmm. And so now we're like, okay, we know how to push buttons. Yep. So we and can now how, open the door. Yeah. Exactly. And what's behind that door, Nick? Uh, Do behind the door is... that we unlock. Is that the master bedroom? That is the master bedroom. Yeah. So that gets us to um, our one of our primary abusers. Yeah. Our father mm-hmm. is on his deathbed. And, um, and seeing him there in those moments, we are filled to the brim with regret 
mm-hmm. we we are able to also feel his emotions greatly and um and the regret that he has for the way that he treated us and with that we regret him mm-hmm. and he you can you like it goes into this process of like going through his emotions and him being filled to the brim with all of the regret of the things that he did and thus results in him dying yeah and um and we also then like there's a document there that's his will that mm-hmm. also like leaves splits the the estate between you and your sister um and ian all evenly um and uh there was a, a book as well that was there that was like a, a poetry book, I believe, or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that that was what Ian would read to you? Yeah. And you and, feel that elation, which yeah. allows you to lift things. You lift the book in that moment. Um, yeah. Something uh, that's also revealed here is a little bit more of why you're dead. Um, mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, you're having to make these connections, but because of the will... Um, where it includes you and it includes a significant portion of the estate to you. Um, that, that is one of the primary reasons you're not on this plane of existence anymore. Exactly. <laughs> because dad, good old dad, uh, had felt bad about how he treated you, but, uh, did not die in such a way that he could ensure your safety. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. he, he was, it, it, they they kind of go through these memories of him being very conflicted. His mother passed, his wife passed away at a young age, and he was left alone to have to deal with these things. And him mourning the loss of his wife and loved one, um, the the burden that he felt of having to take care of you, who was suffering from a great disfigurement, and a daughter, another daughter who was resentful and angry at your existence, and like all of these things kind of happening. Him finding new love and. Uh, having a stepson now uh, that is Ian, this person that you love greatly Mm -hmm. um, and how that is not okay. Uh, But I also that Ian and Ava seem to have a thing. And when you look at the, of course the locket in the very beginning is them being married and like, Mm -hmm. how was it meant to be between you two? But uh, that ability to lift opens up access to a door that has a bar put across it. And uh, you're able to lift that. And that leads to your room. And this is when everything kind of hits. All of the emotions hit dramatically. And um, the speed of the game also increases a lot. Like, yeah. Oh, my it, gosh. It, it this just is... becomes a freight train towards the end from this point. Exactly. Um, your room is covered in art and, and paintings and how... They essentially locked you in this room for the majority of your life. They gave you books and toys and paints, and you would dedicate your time to painting these beautiful vistas and all of these things, but you go through a whole lot of emotions. Um, And also, I think at this point, you no longer desire anything. Mm -hmm. The elation goes away because you recall how Ian was complicit in your treatment, especially as like towards the the end, you, you were increasingly more confined and increasingly, um, you know, stuck in this space, a yep. literal bar put between you and freedom. Yeah, when you attempt to d- desire things, the, the the response is something to the effect of like you no longer have any desire for Ian or anything related to him. 
mm-hmm. like yeah and so like after these revelations of what his role is in your life that that is now eradicated that that feeling that emotion is no longer there that drive is no longer there um and uh you also like as as exploring they, they talk about how there's a, a hole in your room that you covered up with a painting mm-hmm. to uh to escape that's where you would go to be able to escape the house and go out into the world um which also led to your father getting you and and beating you all of the time um and also that there was a, a dumb waiter there which was how we can then uh, bypass the voices downstairs by going into another room uh, and when you do that, uh, there is a, a housekeeper there who kind of is you get uncomfortable and scared and you can't stay in that room. So you have to use regret on her to make her feel regret for how you were treated and all the mistakes that she her complicitness in the way that you were treated because she was the one who delivered you food and that sort of thing. And she let this happen. And she Which regret. we did immediately. We were just yeah. like regret. Boom. Get out. Yep. Next. You mistreated me. No, like you should feel regret immediately. Um, and as we move through the bottom floor, the main floor of the the home and the state, uh, you hear the voices of Ian and Ava in a room that you can't get access to because you need to turn the knob. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also a uh, there's a living room there that has a portrait that when you look at, it was a portrait of like you and is the whole family right mm-hmm. including yourself just like and with that it, it confuses you because you're feeling this 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 conflict between your emotions between your family and how you feel about them and yourself and that confusion makes the the portrait spin and you now have the ability to turn things now we could have gone and turned the handle in that uh that room where they are in but we were immediately like, nope, we have to go upstairs to the attic and turn that because we now have a very good inkling of what is in that chest that we couldn't open before. And why the game starts where it does. Exactly. Nick, what's in that chest in that attic? Uh, after you open the chest, you discover your body. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is where they put you. The frail uh, and mangled corpse. And and it talks about how like your body like covered fresh. in lie, right? Yeah. But you, they had recently killed you. Mm-hmm. And that's where they put you in that time. Uh, so when you become the ghost, it's literally not long after they killed you. That's where you start in that moment. And they go downstairs to have discussions and they, you know, keep moving through the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like just... communicating with the lawyer about like mm-hmm. the will and testament and how they don't think that you're going to matter for it. Yeah. Because and you've gone long... missing. They're lying about you running yeah. away. Yeah, and yeah, and going off to live their life, and if how long does it take before mm-hmm. uh, they can they, claim your portion? Your portion, exactly. Um, and so, in just that real you, dicks. <sighs> it's all Ava, though, and you can tell that Ian has some, 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 you know, reservations, reservations behind all this. Still a and dick, regret. But... and regret. But if I see in your body, there is rage, and now there is. And in that moment, things start to ignite into flames. The house begins to catch on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, That rage ignites and you are no longer feeling this sympathy, this love, this desire. Those things are all gone and all that is within you is rage. Mm -hmm. Um, And that leads you, of course, back down to go into uh, the, the library that they are in. 
And uh, it's interesting because, like, you can do regret on Ian and it pulls into his mind and it says, you learn Ian's plans to suicide. You're rejected from his mind. They smell smoke. Your rage rises. And, like, if you try to do regret on your sister, it's like she has no regrets for her actions. So you cannot enter her mind. And, like... Uh, and so then you have rage and she ignites into flames, like, and all of this, everything kind of comes crashing down. Um, and it says, as they burn, your rage fades, then you yourself fade. And it does a poem. This is the poem Spring and Fall. Uh, and it goes as such. Do you mind if I recite this, Nick, or do you want to recite this? No, you can do it. Okay. To a young child, Margaret, are you grieving over Golden Grove unleaving? Leaves like the things of man you, with your fresh thoughts, care for, can you? Ah, as the heart grows older, it will come to such sights colder. By and by, nor spare a sigh, the worlds of Wanwood leaf mill lie. And yet you will weep, no why. Now, no matter, child, the name. Sorrow's spring are the same, nor mouth had, no nor mind expressed, what heart heard of, ghost guessed. It is the blight man was born for, it is Margaret you mourn for. And it's like, that is such a strong poem, and Mm -hmm. it fits so wonderfully to this game and its themes, and even by itself, without the attachment to the game itself, that is a very powerful poem. You feel so the strong sense of emotions, of longing, and of of curiosity, and this yearning, and that is the exact same kind of feeling that this game elicits wonderfully. And to 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 get this sense of closure for a ghost and the injustices put upon them, it couldn't have been a more fitting poem to go with a more fitting game. It really was something special and magical. Yeah, no, it, it goes out on a an emotional high. Yeah, and, and that's it. It the second that it makes sense for it to be done, it is done, and then it is done. You feel you get that. I had that feeling that you get often when you've like read a really good book, mm-hmm. like depression after it's done, that regret yeah. of not being able to experience the whole thing anew again. Yeah, uh, that 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 um that roller coaster of emotions that you experienced on the way through it. And once that has subsided, there is just this emotional drop off. There is this this feeling of of remorse, of like of loss. And that is couldn't be a more powerful compliment uh, to the writer of this game, because honestly, Amanda Walker just knocked it out of the park to elicit such responses and emotions into an audience, and to not do so so cheaply, right? Yeah, there are. It's it's a it's a complex story, told very simply and straightforward, but it's done in a way that is um, you you feel very connected to. A lot of people, I was hearing some folks like give criticism of this game because they're like, I feel that the game does it does does it cheaply that they evoke these emotions cheaply by having these things happen. You know, no what no dad would do that to their child. And I'm just like, you have no perspective of the rest of the world because there are lots of people in this world that when they experience uh, shame, things that, yeah. Yeah, when they experience shame because of an action or behavior of a child, 
they react in violence. Mm -hmm. And that is not uncommon in this world. And for a lot of people, they're like that, that I don't, I don't understand that. And it's like, there are people in this world who are put in really bad situations in their life and they can't escape. And that's people suffering. And when you are aware of that as a human being or have experienced those things as a human being, it can be incredibly emotional and powerful because of it. Um, and I feel like uh, Amanda Walker did such a great job in mm -hmm. this game in particular, which made it such a, a great choice. I was so happy that that was the one I picked because somebody was like, um, you know, gave us a big list of IF to do. And I saw that this one was just announced its winner at that time. And I was like, let's give that one a shot. Let's just do it. And a lot of people were playing it and like, oh my gosh, this game is, whoa, this game is something. It is powerful. And I, we hadn't done it. We got to it very late in the month. And uh, when we finally got to it, we were very much like, damn, that's good. Some people were also very confused about certain things. And I was like, they were like, why do some of these verbs not work anymore? And it's like, oh, it's contextual. Your character doesn't have those those strong feelings that those that powerful emotions that this ghost has are gone in that regard. And you cannot use those verbs anymore. Um, also, because they're just there's no design purpose for them. So they want to let you know that like, you don't need this anymore. This is all, all the tools that you need. Um, and it just, it was very smartly designed. It was a very smart game that does such a great job of moving a person through the game easily and uh, introducing new puzzles and mechanics in a natural way without feeling overwhelming or confounding. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could put it any better. I, I, I think it is very well done and that it makes you feel like shit in a good way. Yes, exactly. And that's a great feeling. A lot of people hate that. For good saying. like shit is good. Yeah, like <laughs> when uh, a book or a piece of media of any type um, elicits a strong, sad emotion. Like, that's a good thing. That's not a thing to fear. It's a thing to embrace. Now, I'm not saying you should feel those things all of the time or, or be going through these strong emotions constantly because that's just detrimental to your own emotional health. But like to feel sadness, to feel loss, to empathize with a character's suffering. Like that is a, a, a very human thing to do and a very important, valuable thing to do that I think that a lot of people guard themselves from uh, unnecessarily. It's okay to feel sad and it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to feel loss and feel hurt and these sorts of things, as long as it's not something that you're actively seeking 24 <laughs> seven, you know, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. Well, that's our episode then today. I want to thank you guys all for listening very much. I greatly appreciate it. Nick, I very much appreciate you being here, my friend, as always. I, I appreciate you too, buddy. Thank you for having me. Um, so we'll be back with the next episode where we'll be talking about Frederick Pohl's Gateway. Um, and we're in March already, so shh. I don't know what the March thing is yet. I'll announce it at some point in time. I apologize. I am not doing my job properly. Life is life. Um, but we'll be back with the next episode. At some point, it'll Frederick... be added to the description. Exactly. Um, the next episode we'll be doing is Frederick Pohl's Gateway, which is done by Legend Entertainment um, in like 1992 or 93 at the time. It's really, it's, I mean, we've been playing a little bit of it. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Nick. I'm John. That's Nick. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> Have a wonderful <laughs> day, everyone. And as always, to humor. <laughs> <laughs>